2: The phone lines are open this hour. To be a part of the program, it's a free call. 1-855-450-NOAH. That's 1-855-450-6624. Or send an email to live at asknoahshow.com. My name is Noah Cholai. I am your host. Delighted to be here with you this hour Is another episode of the Ask Noah Show kicks off. Again, we're live from Southeast Linux Fest. This is day number two. We'll be live all three days out here at Southeast Linux Fest. <clears throat> we'll be interviewing people. We'll be carrying live coverage. The people at Southeast Linux Fest were kind enough to ask us to... Anchor the coverage of Southeast Linux Fest. So southeastlinuxfest.org slash live is live coverage of the event. You can check out all of the talks that we've carried. Now, today was a special day because I had a chance to talk. And I had the opportunity to go give a presentation on exactly what we do at the Ask Noah Show. As my shirt says, I'm here to do everything on Linux they said couldn't be done. And we have taken that to the extreme. We do all of our broadcasting on Linux, all of our post-production on Linux, the show is done on Linux, and we're very proud of that. And uh, I had an opportunity to speak to an absolutely packed room uh, about broadcasting on Linux. And so I was very thankful to everybody that came out. And if you're interested in the talk, it will be available for download at some point. I can't tell you when. If you wanted access to it immediately, of course, you could sign up as a remote attendee at southeastlinuxfest.org. Pay five bucks you get access to not just my talk, but all of the other talks. Michael's Tonnell.com. Caden live intro to advanced uh, and and a lot of other really great things. We're also going to have coverage throughout the rest of the day, so stay tuned uh, because there's going to be more live coverage. Now, this is our small business episode. I'm so excited because I have a number of different guests that we're going to be chatting with this hour. I want to. Uh, I want to start with. Uh, do you mind if I take? I have one other guy that's on the phone. Can I take him? Is that cool? Just hang tight for me. <clears throat> so I've got a number of people that are lined up that we're going to be chatting with about small business. If you have a question about your small business, if you want to, uh, if you want to start a small business. Uh, you go ahead and give us a call at one eight fifty five four fifty. noah that's 855-450-6624, And because the name of the show is Ask Noah, and my name is Noah, and I get to make the decisions. I actually changed my mind. I'm actually going to take you first. So welcome to the Ask Noah Show, man. How's how, how's how's it going? Oh, that was pretty good. a okay, so, Good weekend. <laughs> right, so I have to ask you this first.
1: Uh,
2: what what is your what is your favorite part of self? Like, why do you make the why why do you come out here?
1: I come out here be- honestly because of the um, the atmosphere. It's almost the only place where I don't feel like I stand out. Where I don't feel like I feel like I'm actually part of the group. You fit in. Yeah, fit in. Yeah,
2: this is this is the place where you can fit in. That makes a lot of sense. I I really come here for the community too, and I've said that numerous times. Every time somebody asks, I say it's the only fest I refuse to miss because of the community that's here. So what are we chatting about today?
1: Um. Well, I think I brought up to you that um how. Going to a tech, of, going to a tech conference, actually eventually got me a tech job. Right,
2: and that's something that we've talked about on the Ask Noah show, and uh, you're here to give us a little bit more information about how that happened for you. So tell me about, it. tell me right. the story.
1: All right, so um, back in, I lived in Florida, just for some background information. Um, so last September, uh, or Hurricane Irma came through, and um, for three months I was out of a job because my the place where I was working didn't need me for three months, and I was doing, you know, pretty bad. <laughs> and then um, I got my job back for a little while. It was, you know, okay, a little bit better than before, but, you know, still wasn't tech. It was, a, it was, it was at a law office. Um, and then in February, uh, we had something called South Florida Code Camp, where um, actually my friend Aaron uh, brought me there. I actually almost didn't go because my mom had just had surgery, so, and but she told me to go. And um, it was probably one of the best things she actually told me to do. Um,
2: I guess let's pause right there for a second. Was mom okay? Everything worked yeah, out?
1: Yeah, um, everything, eh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> okay. Um, so I went and Aaron introduced me to a friend of his who happens to own a data center. And I, I, let me just say, I've been going to tech uh, conferences for three or four years. So you know, at this time I was, you know, kind of under depression. depression. Eh, That's probably never gonna happen. And plus, I just got my other job back, so I wasn't really looking. But um, his friend brought one of his coworkers or colleagues with him, and um, he and I had my Chromebook there, and on my Chromebook I was I had Ubuntu Mate running. Uh, so he asked me, hey, is, is that Crouton? Like, uh, no, actually, this is, uh, I took out the right protection screws and uh, installed it Mate. Mm-hmm. So then we got to talking because he's also this really big Linux guy. and
2: I don't know what that was. Uh, we'll just keep moving.
1: <laughs> but he's also this really big Linux guy. He's, You know, we got to talking and he um, says, so what are you working right now? You know, I just got my job back, back at the law office. And do you ever want to, you know, do you want to, you no, know, but I'd like to work in tech one day, but you know, right now, just got this going. Do you want a job? Wait, what? <laughs> so you th- he offered you a job? You know, he didn't offer me a job right there and then. Yeah, he's but, he, had, uh, but he's
2: at, he's inquiring about your employment status.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And then um, the, actually the Wednesday afterwards, they had me go to the data center and showed me around. And I didn't think they were going to do an interview, but they did. And that wow. took me completely off guard. And um, three weeks later, I was there.
2: That's incredible. So, what 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 lesson have you, or what what impact did that leave on you, as it relates to community and relationship building at things like Linux Fest?
1: Well, it basically says if you if um if you're passionate enough and you get to know enough people
2: who, and people see that
1: yeah and people see that and they think like I mean I was there for fun right I was at that tech event for fun yeah
2: you didn't go looking for a job
1: right. So that was, you know, that caught me completely off guard. And actually that basically was something that I was hoping would happen for years now.
2: Mm-hmm. That you would get a job.
1: Yeah. That wow. would get a job in tech, rather.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing today?
1: Uh, today I am, a, um, I am a network operations technician. Okay. Basically um, something goes wrong in the data center floor. I, you know, take a look at, you know, clients' cabinets to make sure what's going on, see if there's hard drive failures, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, make, uh, build servers. Mm -hmm. I get to build computers for my job now.
2: (laughs) So you're doing more of the hardware side, not so much the software?
1: A little bit of software, too. Um, They had me start, they had me uh, learning RAID, they had me learning networking. Basically, the first month I was there, I learned more about networking than I had learned in any classroom put together.
2: Wow. Ah, it's incredible. That's absolutely awesome. And and since then I take it you've now made it a priority to come out and visit with people at the various Linux fest because you know this is how connections are made. This is how human bonds are made.
1: Right, right. And actually um be, actually um coming here actually helped me a few think with a few things, especially cuz of um, the rate talk that happened. Yes. Um I forget what it was. Kidian live kind of Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> But there was some weird kid over in that room over there. He was doing, uh, like, jeez, uh, what was it? Uh, something production on Linux. If you'd want to use Linux for production, I don't know. Did you to catch that?
1: I couldn't, actually. Okay.
2: Well, it's, yeah. it's going to be available for download. Okay. No, it's, No, don't do that. I just have to give you a hard time. It'll be available. To, here's the thing. If you're a remote attendee, you can, you can download the talk right now. If you're not a remote attendee, then the talk will be available at YouTube. So, I mean, really, you're multitasking. Not to mention, it's like you have direct access. So, you could just ask me whatever it was, you know, that was important, right? True. There you go. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. And uh, if people want to find out more about you or is there a, is there a website or a project that you're affiliated with?
1: Um actually I do stream a little bit on Twitch.
2: Oh yeah, give me the Twitch handle.
1: Um it's Ivory's Ablaze A um Outstanding. And um <laughs> you know, when I can because you know, the new job's kind of pretty much taken up all my time now, which it's yeah. which I mean, to be honest, is more or less me volunteering for it because I enjoy what I do now.
2: Yeah, but you get to collect a paycheck for your volunteer efforts, right?
1: Yeah, pretty well. I mean, I'm on salary, but
2: yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. You
1: know, but I mean, the fact that the first day I was there, I didn't want to go home. Yeah, <laughs> right. Of, you know, that kind of you know pushes that. But yeah, um, when I can do it, I am live on Twitch. Um, I don't know if you
2: said my name. It's Joel. Joel. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, yeah. I was. I was. I was actually gonna make a note for myself so I can remember to put you. Uh, put you in the show notes. Well, here's the thing. I really appreciate you stopping by the booth, Joel. Thanks for coming by and sharing your story. And I think, really, why that story is important is because it underlines a really important factor, and that is that this fest is not necessarily about linux it's about people linux is just the thing that brought the people together and those of us that have been here and have been doing this for a long time we understand that and uh nobody understands that better than the guy that's sitting right to my left and that's mr chris luca hey chris welcome back to the Noah show hey how's it going you know the thing is chris you and i have been we've known each other for a long time and you and i got together over the technology and have since built a human relationship
3: Yes. Yes, we have. In fact, uh, you drove twenty way, way too long and way, way too long to my house to help with an OBS implementation uh, in one of our schools. And uh, honestly, they're still using it today, and and they're doing more things with it than I ever thought they would do.
2: Yeah. In fact, you told this, and I know you've told this story on the Ask Noah show before. But you you uh, you sat down with with one of the students, and the student was saying, "Hey." I need to know how to do this, partic- uh, this particular thing in OBS because I, we want to take it the next step further. Yes, and he's d- teaching you how to use
3: uh, you know, OBS. Yeah, he came into, uh, it, it, he came into the shop with, um, actually with the custodian, and he was running around <coughs> with her, and he said, hey, are you the guy that, that set up the, the, the broadcast booth? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, we need another monitor. And I said, what do you need another monitor for? He said, well, we want to do the weather the weather? Yeah. Well, just come over there and I'll show them. I'll show you. So they set up another green screen, and so now they have another student, and they they bring up a a weather map and the weather patterns, and he actually does the weather. I said, how'd How'd you you do do that? How'd you do the green screen? (laughs) I knew it could do it. how did you do the green screen? He's like, oh, well, here. Click, 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 click. And uh, and I said, man, they're not even doing this at the high school. He said they will next year. Because I'm going to be there. He's a middle schooler.
2: He's going into high school. And and, and and again, that's the technology bringing things together. And now you and I have developed a friendship, and and so you know we chat on a regular basis. And now we're kind of going back to the tech because you and I are going to go in on a project together, and and uh, and, and work on something. And maybe we'll expose some details to that to the No Show if the contract gets approved, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, that's really what I take away from this stuff, and that's what I—the point I keep—I keep trying to drive at home. I keep trying to tell people these fests are about people. They're about human connection, and it matters. And today we're doing a small business episode. We're talking to people all around, all around the world. Actually, we got people calling in uh, that are going to talk to us about small business. Now, one of the human relationships, one of the first friends I ever made here at Southeast Linux Fest was a guy by, that goes by the name of Dago, and Dago or Dago Red, rather, his handle is chatroom is a phenomenally intelligent guy, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. And uh, he uh, codes while he smokes hookah, or he goes to a local local liquor establishment and inhales his hookah and then codes. But the the man is a born genius.
3: I met him yesterday and... He's, yes. a, he's a sharp cookie. <laughs> he is very sharp. Yeah.
2: So, uh, and so anyway, so, you know, chat with him and uh, you know, we're working through some things and um, started talking to him and I said, yeah, we're hosting a small business theme hour and he goes, you know what? I'm actually part of a, <clears throat> of a small startup that, that's going on and uh, I'll get you my managing partner and we'll have him call in and uh, you can chat with him about the really cool things that we're doing because we understand what it takes to run a small business we understand what it takes to serve our clients well so joining us uh via phone is keith hey keith welcome to the ask noah show
0: noah great to be here appreciate you having me on
2: Hey, thanks, sir. I appreciate you taking the time to be here. So, I, I guess uh, you know the, it was sort of a, it was sort of an impromptu interview. We knew that this was going to happen. We knew that the uh, that, that you were out there, and we have kind of a kind of a gist. But tell me the story. What's the nature of your business, and how is it that you have employed the incredibly smart and talented Dago to uh, to do some consulting for you?
0: <laughs> okay, well, um, let me step back a little bit. Um, the uh, name of the company, the company is DAO, DAO Technologies. Technologies. And this is actually my second tech company. Um, okay. I started out in the, the 90s, and uh, went, I was at Drexel. I've uh, got two engineering degrees. And out of Drexel, I uh, wanted to start a business using all these skills I had learned. And in the 90s, a lot of this stuff was just coming along. So to answer how I got into business, we have to answer why I became an engineer. And the answer simple that. I wanted to help people. So fast forward well 20 25 plus years now and i um found plug and ironically plug had been here a very long time and I just wasn't aware of it because uh, as you know when you're a small business owner I and mean, that's your life that's not something you you do part-time and yeah, absolutely are consulting pretty much the whole time yeah you know you, you you know you're working for people you're not working for people um, at one point I was working for a contractor to the city of Philadelphia for a, a very long time and, and it sort of passed a lot of responsibilities to my partners but uh, in 2012 I decided to get back to that and I because um I was I felt like I was you know not really going where I wanted to go. And um you know, you know, doing this for 25 plus years, the one thing I've learned and I think this even came out in the Linux Foundation a while back is that open source is the way to do things. It's it that's it full stop. We've learned that. So the question became how do I now communicate that more effectively? Okay, so over the 20 plus years, what I came up with is something that um, I heard you guys say earlier, and that was, this is about people, and I and I tell this to other starting businesses all the time. It does not matter what you are doing. Business is about people and it's about relationships,
2: absolutely
0: community. The, the, the way, way we win way business, business okay? okay, the way we win way business, we business is to simply, simply talk about, about the human aspect of it. Um, um, uh, Dago, Dago Red, Red, will he'll tell you, he'll I'm always talking about, about pain points. If we're, if we're doing, we're doing meetings, meetings, I tell guys, guys, I don't want to hear anything, to hear anything about anything tech. About and the funny thing is I'm usually the first guy to break that rule, but, you know, I got to sort of get the marching orders up front. But, If you don't talk about tech and you talk about about the the human aspect of things, things, tech just becomes becomes the tool. tool. And And those those of us in the open source world, the Linux world, 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 BSD, whatever you want to call it, we know that we have the best tools for this. So, you know, getting to the actual meat and potatoes that we all like to talk about and we get excited about solutions, yeah, that's great. But those are the tools, okay? We have to talk about the business aspect and the people aspect first.
2: Absolutely, and you know what's funny? I get people all the time, Keith. That will they'll call me up, and they will say, "Noah, I really like what you've done. You've you've spun up a, a successful technology company. You've run it for ten years, and uh, you know that's why I I want to do the same thing. How do I do that?" And I will say, "Okay, well, let's talk about why you want to do it. Why do you want to start your own business?" And they look at me and they say, "I want to be my own boss. I don't I don't like having a boss. I don't want a boss anymore. So I, I want to get rid of my boss, and so I have more freedom." And I my my first answer to those people is, "Buddy." you will be the hardest boss you've ever worked for in your life. You're not, you're not getting rid of a boss. You're just going from one boss that has one you know, set of expectations to every client you work for now becomes your boss, and it's your, it becomes your job to manage yourself, and it's twice as hard as working for somebody else, and you have to work twice as hard. You, first thing you said when you came onto the program, when you work for yourself when you own a small business there is no well it's christmas there is no well it's thanksgiving it's you have to be working twenty four hours a day seven days a week and you have to be representing yourself in your company twenty four hours a day seven days a week you have a bad interaction with a, a, a clerk at a gas station you know that can have negative ramifications on your business if you're a small business you don't have the luxury of saying yeah, that was a guy and we had some we we disciplined him and, and that was the end of it. You you need to uh you, you need to be representing yourself positively all the time. So I, I think you're absolutely right. Let me ask you this, Keith, because you I can tell just from talking to you for a couple of minutes that you have been doing this a long time and, and have really developed a knack for it and, and have some insight to this. To the young entrepreneur, to the guy that's looking that's kind of afraid to start his own business, he knows what he wants to do, he's got a deep desire and a deep passion to do something different. What do you tell that guy? How does he get started?
0: Well, the the, the, first, the first thing I like to tell people is that you have to have a support network. That that's key. Uh, my wife is also a business owner. So we've got two people and we both have businesses and we neither one of us would be where we are without the other. And I tell people that all the time whether it's a spouse, parent, friends or team You've you've got to first understand that you are not going to do this by yourself. Okay, right. is your success is your team's success, and, and actually, uh, is the people around you, the community. Uh, you you you've talked about community several times today. Just before I got on, and you know, I'd love to be down there with you guys, but I'm I'm up here trying to close business. I'm, I'm building absolutely business today. You know, absolutely hustling,
2: grind, yeah, man.
0: You know, hustle and grind. So you know, I, you know, Will's down there and other guys, and that's great. But the reason why I'm able to do this is because there's a team, and you gotta have that support network. So that's the that's the most important thing, is having that. Trust a group of guys around you, and not that you agree all the time. If, if You know, I like to tell people, right. someone's not telling you, no, you're probably doing something wrong. So have guys you get uh, or gals, you get together, you have a respect for each other because you're all headed in the same direction, but know that you can count on them and things like that. Uh, the second thing is, if you're not afraid, there's also a problem. Anything that's worth doing should be hard work, but should also, at some point, give you just enough stress to keep you up at night. Uh, I, I, man, if I can get four to six hours of sleep, I'm doing well. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's absolutely my brain is always going, and you know how it is. It's like you, you're, you're, you're sort of you get an anxiety and, and you get the fear, but what happens is that that motivates you, and that's also what helps you rely on your team and build your team out but let that, let fear, that fear motivate, motivate you. you don't don't, don't fe- the the great the thing great about, thing fear, about which fear which kind of sounds not weird, not but, the weird but the thing great thing about fear, fear is, that is that it sharpens, sharpens the, the senses, senses. You, you will figure, will figure out figure things out that you that thought you would never figure out. If, out if you're you know you're on a client site and like, and like everything's on fire, servers aren't doing supposed to networks going crazy and, and you don't and know what's going, going on, on. and, and, and the, the fear of losing, losing that contract, contract or your, 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 your reputation because that's really all you have and, and that going and that sideways. That is going to motivate you like you've never seen before. Yes, you're going to lose sleep. You'll lose weight or gain weight depending on your response to anxiety. But at the end of the day, if you embrace that you're going to go very far so don't don't be afraid build your team have that support network here's another truth all businesses grow there is a there is a natural growth to any business if you are doing things half right you will get clients and you'll grow and and the harder thing is actually managing growth that's you know once you get it dialed in that's going to be where you sort of have to talk to other people about business operations which gets away from the tech side of things but all businesses grow just do what you you know do that side of things ex you know have that excellence um, be around people be around your customers um, don't just attend the technical conferences but also attend the business conferences the, the, the people you want to do business with the people that got signed checks get to know them have a conversation keep it casual keep it human you'll be fine
2: let me ask you. Those are all excellent points. Absolutely excellent points, and I agree with absolutely everything you just said. Can you talk to me a little bit about prioritizing? Uh, well, actually, I want to go back for a second. I want to. I want to. I want to add on to something that you just said. There's a there's a fantastic book that I really like called "Thou Shall Prosper" by Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and um, in it he talks about how he is he is is Jewish by faith. And talks about how he believes he, he is called to prosper by God. And and he believes that uh, the Jewish people are called to prosper by God. And that's why the Jewish people traditionally do well. And he wrote an entire book about what it takes to succeed and how the Jewish people view success. And one of the things that he talks about in his book, and you kind of touched on this, is he says, if you can help enough enough people get what they want in life, they will help you get what you want in life. And so you don't concentrate on the money so much as you concentrate on the doing the good work for people and the money will come, the growth will come, because a lot of people worry about numbers and statistics and am I am I optimizing my search optimization, all that stuff. Really concentrate on the people, concentrating on serving people. Sounds like you would agree with that.
0: Oh a hundred percent. I mean that that's that's, that's... That's spot, that's on. spot if, on. If you know, it, you know it, again, again I, I, became I became an engineer, engineer because I wanted, because to, help wanted to help people. You know, I wanted, I wanted to, to learn, learn how to think, how get to that, think, that sort of really, really deep, deep analytical, analytical mindset, mindset formalized and then be able to help people, be able to build things, use my hands, you know, um, sort of uh, almost like a social worth sort of thing, you know. We even know we don't like to talk about things like that. But, you know, that's absolutely true. I, I, I had two conversations in, in, in the last two weeks, and it was with um, one is a, is an operation already established. They're going through some some, um, some some growth things. They want to correct some things. And another woman was um, uh, earlier this week who's uh, starting a business, and, and she was so worried about these things and so worried about, well, how much am I going to put out for this because, you know, I'm just starting, I don't have that many clients. And and I just told her, don't worry about it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cap this, and, you know, obviously I want to be paid for stuff. But I told her, I said, for me, a lot of what I do is also helping other businesses get started because the, 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 the true enjoyment for me... You know, the thing that geeks me out is that you help someone out, you help them get started, and then like a year later, you're looking back and saying, hey, remember when you were all freaked out about this? And now look where you are. And it's so true. If The more you can help and have that sort of balance in life where certainly you got to take care of yourself, your family, and things like that. That's reality. But the other side of it, which is maybe less real, is really this sense of community that, you know, arguably is, is maybe not there in a lot of things. So, you know, my, my clients are a lot of times my friends. Most of the times they're my friends. And it's not because I necessarily did a good job or everything went right, but it's because I always put them first as human beings. I always talk to them about, hey, what else do you need? What else can I do? And... Yeah, this is not about getting another check or consulting time. No, it's hey, what's going on? You know, how can I help? What are you looking at? What do you want to do? How can I? Maybe there's some other great idea you have, and let's talk about that. And and it's not even about me. You know, I'll look, this 24 hours in a day, and like I said, I like to get maybe four hours of sleep, but you it, 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 Look, it's something that could go to someone else. I don't need to do everything. You know, I, I'm sort of past that point in my career. I don't need to do everything and put my name on it. I just want to be a part of people doing some great work and helping people see their dreams. And for me, that's yeah, I, I completely agree with that. That's you will do very well if you have that sort of balance in life.
2: So, kind of going off that same question, or uh, slightly, uh, slightly pivoting off that question, I guess rather. Um, you know, we talk I know as a small business owner, one thing that I constantly struggle with is I always have these ideas of how to make money. Every time I turn around, I'm like, "Hey, you know what? I, I could capitalize on that. I know I could make a product or a service or a this or a that or I could spin off and do that." And I have to I I constantly find myself having to come back and say, "Noah, you need to ask yourself, is this what this company needs to be doing? Is whatever that thing that you're uh, that you're pie in the skying about" Is that thing really relevant to the, the, to the mission of this company? And then I kind of have to refocus myself. Do you think that that's a problem for, for, for the, the entrepreneurs, that the startups, the, the small business owners?
0: Uh, yeah. There's um, de- Depending on the type of business, it is very easy to chase money, especially when things are right. not going well. Uh, yes, when, when I sort of reformed my org, you know DAO technologies, which again i 've been doing this all the time, but I wanted to get back to it one hundred percent and When I sat down and thought about this, I thought about where most of my excellence had been in the last you know, 15 years or so at that time. And it really and was, it in was in the the data protection and data security, security and network analysis side of things. And, and I, do, I do, you know, you know people, I usually tell I usually people, tell people I, it's easier to ask me that, what I don't do because do I've do touched that. so many <laughs> things. You know,
4: <laughs> it, it,
0: it's <laughs> I, have to, I have to sort of think that way, which people say, "Oh, that's kind of arrogant." I mean, I'm like, it's, "Look, if you could do something 20 plus years, you'll feel you'll, you'll be in the same boat." But
2: right, and there and and I want to point out there is a difference between arrogance and confidence, right? There is a difference between you have done something yeah, exactly, you, yeah. So I mean, there's what. What you're describing to me is confidence.
0: Yes, yes. I, tell, I have to have that conversation with people. I say, if you've done a bunch of things, there's a confidence level. But the funny thing is, that's where the risk is. Going back to your question, because I'll see something and say, oh wow, that's a really good idea. Or we'll be talking on, the, you know, with the team members, and, and guys will say, hey, what about this or what about that? And I always try to. Um, well, one, I want to hear everything Because you never know sure. no, And I'll always, I say, always look, say, look, if we can we make, it make, make it make sense And, you know, and
4: have,
0: have it, it be successful, successful Or, or yeah. get an idea going, going Yeah, let's, go, let's for go for it But at the end of the day it's You, you do, have, you do to have to maintain a discipline, discipline Of trying not to try do too much I, well, probably in my early 30s I was trying to do way too much And it took me a couple of years to realize that And I I like to tell people, especially younger adults, adults, I like to give them the conversation conversation about the power of of no. no. And And half the time 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 these days, I'm telling myself internally, internally, you know what?
4: what?
0: It may be a good idea. idea Maybe you can do this. this, But you but you know what? It's probably not a good idea. Hand it off. Don't do it. Put it on the shelf because you, you, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. It's, it's better to do a few things very, very well as opposed to a bunch of things half-assed.
2: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. You know, I really appreciate everything that you have shared with us. If, the, if Is there is there a place, that, first of all, I, should, I guess I'll ask, uh, can we get you back on the program at some point?
0: Oh, absolutely. I love doing this. This is this is evangelism 101. Let's do it.
2: It it is. And the and the thing is Keith is I, I think that it's it's easy for me to find people that are working on small business and there's a there's a group of us here that have been uh, that are working on our own, own individual small business and, and we enjoy sharing our passion and of course we're all in the tech sphere so there's that connection. But I can tell just from our our time together today that, you know, you really have a command on this stuff and you've been doing it a long time and I think you have a lot to offer uh, those of us that are, you know, by comparison, anyway, are just getting started, and so I really appreciate your time. Uh, any place you want to send people where they can find more information about DAO Tech, and or uh, or and or Keith?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on uh, Google Plus. Uh, my, website my website is www.dao technologies. That's Delta Alpha Oscar Technologies. And on there, the thing I'm most proud of is our testimonials. It's the second link on the left-hand side, and, you know, feel free to peruse that and the other things on our website. Um, it's actually just in going through it before this, um, i got to do a bunch of updates, and we're going to be doing a new look and feel. But, yeah, all the information is there, and you can check us out. Um, you can send me email. There's an info link on there, but you can send an email or, or call me. Um, first name's Keith, so you can just call the number and dial by name, uh, extension 2033, but you can always just dial me by name. And I'm and always willing to talk, people, talk to people, especially people um, trying to start businesses, but guys that are out there that tech folks, if you want to connect with other tech folks and get more ideas, um, happy to have a conversation anytime.
2: Outstanding. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, everybody, Keith Perry website dao technologies.com that's keith perry with dao technologies and we'll have a link for you guys in the show notes so if you want a link to uh, keith's website head over to com and uh, we'll have that link right there for you. Again, open phones this hour, 1-855-450-NOAH, that's 855-450-6624. The email, live at com. Make your voice heard become a part of the program. Now, we're doing a small business theme hour. As you can tell, Keith is a small business owner and a very successful one, somebody who understands not only the technical side, but understands the nature of serving people. And so, uh, Keith was kind enough to join us on very short notice. I mean, we had maybe just a couple of, maybe shy of an hour, I would say, maybe even less than that uh, to actually get Keith on the program and he is he's a, I mean you all can tell he's a real asset and so we really appreciate having him we have got a crowd of people that have come up around the table and so we're going to start putting them on one by one some of these guys own small businesses some of these guys have small questions for a small business and there was at least one person that was coming by to win the t-shirt that's right we're having a t-shirt contest it's a pretty cool thing basically the way it works is you have to understand your linux you think you know linux come against me all right I answer, I do this for a living I answer questions about linux I'm going to ask you a question about Linux. It's a Linux trivia game. If you get the question right, I give you a t-shirt. Why would I want a stupid t-shirt? No. Well, first of all, it's not a stupid t-shirt. Okay, It's a really cool t-shirt. And it says, I'm here to do everything they said couldn't be done on Linux. And that's a cool t-shirt. And everybody wants one. But you can only get them here for free. Underneath the table is where they are. But they're going to be on you <clears throat> after you answer the trivia question. Now, it gets better. Because you take your free t-shirt that I'm going to give you, no purchase necessary. And you take a selfie with that T-shirt, and you tweet it. And use the hashtag, I answered Noah. Because this time, instead of you asked Noah, you answered Noah. Use the hashtag, I answered Noah, and you'll be entered to win a free Microtech RB750 hex. We're going to give the router away. Why are we giving a router away? Because literally everybody I run into goes, Noah, what router do you recommend? And I'm like, this one. What router do you recommend? This one. And it's been in like seven out of the... 40 some show notes how much router do you write this one so you know what screw it i'm just gonna give them away that's what i'm gonna do if you want a router i'll give it to you for free again 855-450-NOAH that's 855-450-6624 the email live at asknoahshow.com uh joining me to my left is again a good friend of mine that um we met and uh we have been sharing business ideas and you actually started a telegram group for small business uh yes I did. So tell me a little bit about that. What what was it that you were what what drove you to say we need a telegram to talk about small
3: business? Well, you had the Ask Noah <clears throat> telegram group and while lots of ideas were flying in there, lots of other things were flying. So I, I thought it wouldn't be great if there were just business ideas and, and a place where people with a small business who are getting started because honestly I, I must have nailed you with about a thousand questions when I decided to actually take the the plunge. Sure. Things that I've learned, things that you've learned, we could share with someone else who was starting, and I, I just thought it would be a a great thing to get started.
2: So it's become a resource and it's become a hangout, a small business owner, particularly those that work in the tech community. And um, we've got everybody in there from experienced business owners that have been running businesses for 10, 15, 20 years, all the way up to the new guy that says, I have this idea. I know how I could serve somebody. I just don't know how to get started. And so we're going to have a link to that small business discussion in the chat room. And or, I'm sorry, in the show notes rather. And uh, so if you head over to podcast.asknoahshow.com, check out the latest episode of our small business theme hour you'll find a link to that small business discussion if you'd like to join there are it's pretty lightly moderated the only thing that we ask is that you keep the topics Roughly related to small business. Don't get too off on the weeds talking about, you know, we try and keep the politics out, we try to keep the not safe for work content out. You know, we really want to keep it uh, small business oriented because we want it to be a place for people to learn and to be focused. We have other groups, we have other uh, telegram channels that are, you know, like the Ask Noah uh, channel, for example, Com. It's a really great place for people to just have a conversation about just about anything. We really don't sense it. We we keep it family friendly for the most part uh, because we want people of all ages to be invited, but the reality is we just we don't really have a heavy hand when it comes to censorship there uh, just talk about whatever you want in the small business discussion it's a little bit tighter and I'm, I'll, I'll add there's no official affi- affiliation with the Ask Noah show it is it is purely you know it's, I'm not trying to steal your thing I mean this is something that you created so uh, Chris DeLuca did that <clears throat> now you have an interesting story to share with us Chris works well Chris wears a number of hats but Chris works for a school district as many of you have heard and and implements open source and Linux solutions in that school district but here you have uh, you have also basically come on to say I have sometimes you just have to tell the client they're wrong that's what you have to do and you've had some of these experiences and I started asking I said come up with a list of suggestions that you have or lessons that you've learned in the couple of years that you've run your business and you said okay I I got one right off the bat tell me about that tell me the story
3: one of the, the the biggest things it was hardest for me to do because sometimes you just know what they need and they don't and sometimes you just have to tell your client that's that's not the right idea. However, they're dead set on it. That's what they want to do. So, the hardest thing for me to do was to step back and let them learn. And this particular client, um, they uh, they wanted to connect some outlying buildings. They wanted Wi-Fi all over the place. They wanted cameras to uh, to see some of the hidden places on the campus and. They said, well, how best do we go about doing that? And I thought about doing it wirelessly with nano beams, and in a couple of scenarios, that was the only thing to do. But I just didn't want to do the whole campus. Yeah, because we're talking about
2: a bunch of buildings that are separated by a couple hundred yards. It's like there's enough space that we can get a physical connection here.
3: So I told them the best thing to do, let's run fiber between the buildings. Well, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to dig up the yard. They didn't want to, to go that route. They They... Ended up talking to the local ISP, and uh, they had some, uh, they had a route on the back of the campus where the ISP said, Well, we can come down those telephone poles there and we'll go ahead and trench it, providing you get at least, I think it was three cable modems. And so the ISP's answer was dropping cable modems in all these buildings and uh and let's just be clear
2: about this if you're talking about we want to provide public wi-fi to everybody that visits us our our campus well that makes perfect sense why not put three cable modems in there if the cost if, if your break-even point at, at three cable modems with service is you know five years or ten years or something yeah maybe it does just make sense to just put those cable modems in and call it good and you can look at trenching when you're doing other sort of building repairs that might involve trenching anyway but in this case you're putting a lot of traffic heavy stuff
3: yeah because these all these outlying buildings are actually museums and they're museums with um, Appalachian history in them and so one would be um, the history well it wasn't entirely Appalachian history but history of transportation the history of the Appalachian people um, and and they have like a um, a country store and how a country store would look back in the in the in the 1500s and
2: okay.
3: they wanted Wi-Fi. They wanted uh, their ultimate goal is to have some kind of a, a system where they walk a person can be touring the campus on their own and just walk up and touch a screen, see video, and, oh. and they wanted to pull that from a server as they built the videos. Okay. So if it was just public Wi-Fi no big deal just drop yeah. cable them in there i put uh, access points and away they go but yeah they're looking further down down the road so i told them i said this isn't the right way to go you want to do this you want to run fiber well comcast is going to do all the the trenching and they're going to write all you're going to have to do can well, you make it you're work? you're just trying to make a
2: buck off me that's the i issue said here.
3: i said yeah i can make it work but to get all this data back to your you know the camera system and everything I said i'm gonna have to build vpns and you're gonna want to be able to access the server from here and there and they actually have uh, IP phones in one of the forest outlying buildings, and mm-hmm. I said, we can make it work. It's not what you want to do, and they said, well, this is, this is what we're going to do, and the hardest thing for me to do was to step back and say, okay, do it. Or well, ironically, a year later, the first-year contract comes up, and they approach me and they said, so, how do we get rid of these cable modems? And I'm like, why do you want to get rid of these cable modems? <laughs> That's what provides your connection now well, to your well, cameras, remember? In, in, in order to do these VPNs, they had to have business class cable ones. Right. They had to have static IP addresses. Oh, I know. Each one of them was costing them uh, about $240 a month, and they mm-hmm. had five of them. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, after $14,000, uh, we need to get rid of them. And, right, said, and you're, you're sitting there, and you're like,
2: listen, uh, it turns out. Nine months ago, when he asked me to do this, I had a calculator, and we actually ran all these numbers and knew this was, was, was gonna, you were going to get to this point. Like, we knew that, and that's why we told you not to do
3: this. Long story short, when they finally said it, uh, for $4,500, I connected almost every building with fiber, and they got rid of their cable modems. And uh, had they listened to me in the beginning, they'd have saved themselves $10,000, not to mention consulting fees, equipment I had to buy, mm-hmm. setup time I had to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes you just have to let the, the the client make the mistake, eat the cost, and come back, and they say, "Wow, he was actually right." Oops, yeah.
2: That's crazy. Well, that's good advice, and it's one of, the, one of the things that you said to me that really stood out. You said, I knew, as a small business owner, what the right call was. I just didn't have the experience to be able to say, this is absolutely right. You kind of question yourself a little bit when you first get into it.
3: Yeah, I, I had a buffer and, um, between the, the head of the company and the guy who actually contacted me and asked me to come in, and I would be on the phone with him, and I would just be swearing four-letter words. Over sure. Him. Why won't he listen to me? Well, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. I don't ha- Just let him do it. It was just the most frustrating thing I've had to do you
2: know and what's interesting is that you bring that up because that is a lot of what the small business discussion in telegram offers it offers listeners a place to go to vent that kind of stuff and say this is the situation I'm dealing does anybody have a way that you ha- how have you dealt exactly. with this situation before and then you know I might come in and give some advice you might come in and give some advice and so it's, it's a really tight knit thing and I, you know we really appreciate that again phone lines are open 1-855-450-NOAH that's 855 the email live at asknoahshow.com make your voice heard because a part of the program. We're doing a small business theme hour. If you have questions about small business, give us a call right now. We'd appreciate talking to you. Jeff is calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the Ask Nova show. Hi, Noah. Thank
4: you for taking my call. In fact, I am about four tables down from you. Oh, you are? (laughs) Well,
2: hello there. Hello. Welcome to you. You could have come by. You could have come on mic. That's fine. How can we help?
4: I was a I was advised to call it instead. I figured it would be a little more classy to do that. I actually do have okay. a question though. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at Ubuntu 16.04, and I'm trying to add a static IPv6 address, and I don't know why I can't get this working. Uh, is the syntax
0: changed when the interfaces file between versions of Ubuntu?
2: Are we talking server? Or are we talking with a graphical interface?
4: Server. You'll yeah. So. Laptop, down. Here. You can look at it yourself.
2: Yeah, we could do, I mean, here's the thing, it wouldn't make for terribly interesting radio, so perhaps I'll do it off the air, but let me ask you something. Have you tried just using the IPADDR uh, IP ad?
4: I, I can do that by hand, but I'm trying to get this so it'll come up um, at due time, by the time.
2: So you should be able to. Jeez, uh, uh, I, I can do this on CentOS. Uh, let's see. Let's here. Let's do. Let's do live troubleshooting right on there. I, cu- I could do it on your computer, but then if I screw it up, uh, uh, then then you're then you're really gonna be upset. So let's let's see here. It is in uh, slash Etsy. I believe it's just uh, Vi Network. Uh, no, they did. I think they did change it, um, but. Uh,
3: network interface.
2: Uh huh. Etsy network interfaces? Uh, uh oh, is, it, is that, oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. See, this is why I should stick to, uh, to CentOS. Go install CentOS? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so here we go. Interfaces, IF, I'm down out of loopback. Yes, I believe, I believe, so yeah, so the, um, the answer to your question is Etsy slash network, and then if you modify the interface file, you should be able to specify an IP address, and I believe that accepts IPv6. Okay.
4: All right. Um, I guess I'll need to
2: take you, have you take a look at this to get it answered fully. in a difficult to troubleshoot over the radio, but it's good to know that it's even possible. Yeah. I, I, oh, I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. In fact, you know how I know it is because um, you can do it from Network Manager, uh, which I have done. In fact, I had to do it last night because we had a uh, we had an issue. But uh, with the with this machine, it was the first time I'd, I've actually done that on on 1604. But um, yeah, I will. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's an article on exactly how to specify static IP addresses in Ubuntu. So I'll have a link for you in the show notes. But yeah, essentially, you make a copy of that... Ba- for anybody listening, you make a copy of that backup file, open up VI, uh, you specify I-F-A-C-E space, the, the device name, so ETH0, and then it would be init6, inet6, because you're IPv6, static, and then address, space, and then the IP address, and that, that should work just fine. And uh, for those of you listening... <laughs> and I don't mean to do this, but uh I can't help myself. The uh place to do it in CentOS is etc sysconfig, network dash script, slash that's where all the <laughs> that's where all the stuff is in CentOS because that's usually where I'm specifying IP addresses. So uh Ubuntu throws me for a loop. And I do have documentation to look at, I just uh takes me a little bit. We figured it out on the air, that's good live troubleshooting, right? One eight fifty five Noah. That's eight five five four five zero six six two four. The email live at asknoahshow.com. If you are itself and you want to come down, just uh, just walk on down. Uh, I want to go to uh, our, my my friend Michael Tennell. He's sitting over to my right. Hey Michael, welcome to the Ask Noah Show. Hello. So you? I'm yeah, yeah. So you? Uh, so you've been on and off hosting some of this stuff with me uh, the past couple of days. And uh, I just wanted to uh, just pick your brain. I mean, you're both a small business owner and you're an attendee and you know fill-in host here at Southeast Linux Fest. So, so let me tell me how it's going. Uh,
4: well, actually, most of this the, the, the trip has been great. Uh, the conference has been really fun. Uh, a lot of great uh, talks were really interesting to, to check out. Uh, mine was not so great, but. <laughs> Had a little bit of a te- well, a lot of technical difficulties I had to deal with, but none were Linux's fault. None were li- actually. It's because of the uh, probably because of the Windows fault. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, but so so, but but you have given a talk on Caden Live, which was very well received, from what I understand. You you Caden also with all of it, yeah. Yeah, it and you know what's really interesting? You know what's interesting is independent media creation has to be on the rise, and I say that because both your and my rooms were packed. Oh, yeah. I mean there was there was standing room only there were people standing on in both of our talks there were people yeah. standing around the edges I was worried that I was going to get a lot of people I was thinking that too I thought how many people this is a very niche thing uh, and they were packed and then as people were walking out I had I had a crowd of people that followed me back to the table and started asking me questions and looking at hardware and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, noticed you kind of had the same thing people were asking you questions really interested in the kind of content that that you're putting out and um, there
4: was a, there was a lot of people I I uh, I had to deal with a lot of technical difficulties, so there was a few things that I couldn't get to because I couldn't display it with sure. my, what I wanted to. So I turned it into like the last 15 minutes to just cover those questions, and there was quite like there was a, a lot more than I expected, and I, we kind of went over a little bit anyway.
2: So. Awesome, absolutely fantastic. You have anything to add to the small business discussion?
4: Uh, I think that's uh, a it's a very interesting uh, topic as far as like um, what the, uh, Keith said, but I think there's a little bit of there's a slight tweak to what he said. Like, I don't think that you should embrace the fear. I think you should overcome the fear in the sense of like, you're everyone is going to fail when they do any kind of new thing. Sure. So if you if you embrace the fear and let it like kind of uh, fuel you, it might actually kind of hold you back a little bit too. So I I think if you just kind of just accept the fact that fear is going to be there, you're going you're going to fail. So the fear of failure is kind of irrelevant. You're, you're yeah. a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So just look at it as every time you fail you're learning something new to improve the next time so instead of like using it to fuel you I think you should just kinda embrace it and just let it go it's that makes perfect sense like in the, in that way it's you not to worry about like failure is not is gonna be just uh, just another thing that happens
2: absolutely and you know the the the, the, the interesting thing about fear is and that's really well put. I mean, it really does cut both ways. Yeah. It can be a safety net or, it can, or it, can, it can hold you back sometimes. And so what you're saying is you need to not let it hold you back and you need to accept it. And I have said this on the air before a million times. I believe that success... <clears throat> a lot of people look at success as this linear climb to the top of a mountain. I look at success as this up-and-down roller coaster and really a gigantic pile of... What is that? What... I look at success as a giant pile of failures that uh, that, that you stand on top of. Yeah. It is running Linux. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, it is. It just doesn't it's, look. It's shelled into the system. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, all right. <laughs> you th- throw, throw me for a loop. They're trying to distract me. That's what's happening. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, we'll take care of the, the IPv6 thing. No problem. Um, but yeah, I've, I've often said that. I've said that success is, is standing on a pile of failures. And I think that that is a, a really accurate description. And it's something that, a lot of people that are coming into business or don't understand the risk of small business. It's also why I never recommend people take out a lot of debt for business. Actually, okay. I don't recommend people take out any okay. debt. Um, <clears throat> because a small business is a very risky proposition to begin with. Now, I agree with Keith. If you keep at it long enough, you'll eventually succeed, assuming that you're serving people. As long as you're taking that feedback and incorporating that into you, will eventually find uh, your ne- your audience or your uh, customer base, whatever.
4: Totally. If you... If okay. you, if you, if you grind at it yes you'll get it right
2: exactly and 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 be willing to improve and stuff like that um, so, so I completely agree with him there I just I, I to a certain degree I also think that uh, I think that we just need to step back sometimes and evaluate things holistically and just say, what is it that we're trying to do and how do we get there? And what things are going to be distracting for us and get in the way of us getting there? And I think sometimes a lot of us, especially me, I really struggle with that, I know.
4: I think it's also that my main point was that uh, the the failure thing of just if you're going, if you're, if you grind too much, that you got to, you got to learn that grinding is important to get to where you want to go. But you also need to know that if you need to pivot, it's okay to pivot.
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. And as I was talking about accepting and reflect and, and taking feedback and incorporating it, right? You, if you're making, uh, let's say you're making widgets and a lot of your people say, uh, I want a, uh, you know, I want a different kind of widget. In fact, there's a, there's a small business story. Uh, it's kind of an allegory. <clears throat> it's a story goes something like a little boy walks into the shop, a grocery market and says, I want a ping pong ball. Do you have a ping pong ball? And the grocer says, no, we don't carry ping pong balls. We're a grocery store. So the kid leaves. So he comes back the next day, and he and his buddy, they each want to buy ping-pong balls. We say, do we? do you have ping-pong balls? We would both like ping-pong balls. Do you have ping-pong balls? And the grocer says, no, we don't have ping-pong balls. I told you yesterday, and I'll tell your friend. We're a grocery store. We don't carry ping-pong balls. So the day after, uh, four kids come in, and they all start asking for ping-pong balls. And when the first one approaches the grocer and says, do you have any ping-pong balls? The grocer responds, how many dozen would you like? Because he pivoted. Because he took right. the feedback. There is a market for this. There is a way to make money. And this right now is more. There are more people coming into my store asking for ping pong balls than groceries. I need to start selling ping pong balls if right. I'm not. And you need to be that grocer. And so I think that's a lesson that gets lost. I think you have hit the nail on the head. Anything else you want to add?
4: Uh, no. Just mainly like it also depends like the type of personality. Maybe the fear could help you. Maybe it won't. But if you uh, you want to you want to use the fear if it helps you. If you don't like, embrace it and let it go. And then, uh, if you need to pivot to do something, it's okay. And in fact, in some cases, it might be better because you can. Act, it'll make. It'll allow you to maybe let go of that fear as well. So if you're if you think that you're doing a certain way and it's not working, and you're doing it too long. Twist a little bit, and then you'll have a. Uh, just tw- You maybe just make it a little tweak or something like that. It'll make you. It'll like it'll maybe help you let go of that fear. Sure. So, so that's that's my approach.
3: I definitely agree. The fear. starting my own business i mean you and i sat up no and i three hours yes for that was the biggest thing for me can i do this Uh, you know i do have a day job eventually i want this to be my day job sure uh but you know support my family uh what if i go into the business and i make the wrong decision you know into into a client and i make the wrong decision all of a sudden now it is it was it was all fear and it's still there I'm I'm a lot more confident, you know. After what has been a year and a half, yeah, I'm a lot more confident. The things that I've done at 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 a couple of my clients, but it's still there, and and it does drive me. (laughs) And and uh, what was his name? Keith. Keith. Mm -hmm. He hit the nail on the head. Um, So, but so did you. I I I see both sides of that. And
2: you know, the interesting thing about confidence is a lot of times confidence comes from having done something. It's succeeding. And the fear comes from having done some, not having done something, and worrying that it will fail, right? And a lot of times, I think there's a better chance that it succeeds than it fails. And yet, we always seem to concentrate on the failure, and we never concentrate on the on the potential of success, right? And that's a coping mechanism that a lot of therapists will tell their that people that have uh, uh, problems with uh, what's better. I, oh,
4: I don't I was, You're what you're Michael saying. Michael started is laughing. Like kind of uh, reminding me of something of. If you get, you're you're coping with it, and you're gonna just deal with it, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen either way, whether you fail or not. As long as you try, that's the only way you know it's gonna work or not. Right. right? The only way you And, and more important.
2: And more importantly, try. it's less likely that it doesn't work and that it does. And yeah. that's again not to keep coming back to the Telegram group, but that's where I think the Telegram group really plays a vital role, is because it can give you that confidence. When you can call me and say, "Listen, I want to virtualize this place. You know, can I really do this?" And I'm like, "Dude, listen." you install vert manager. I mean, it took a little bit to wrangle you on CentOS, us, but you, you install, you tell you install, install D. install vert manager. And this is a thing that will work very well. I haven't deployed in a lot of clients that all of a sudden starts to give you some confidence. Well, if Noah's doing it, it's working for him. It could probably, prob- it probably work for me. And then, and then after the first time, now you're not nervous the second time you go to deploy it because you've done it before and it works. You know, and I think that's where that telegram group really plays a vital role is being able to weed out the cans from the can nuts. Hey, I want to take a moment and just thank a, uh, a special company that has really helped us out uh, since the beginning of the Ask Noah show. When we launched the show, Jupiter Broadcasting provided all of the broadcasting assets. So they paid for our graphic design, or excuse me. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. They paid for the graphic design of the logo and got us all of the stuff on the Jupiter Broadcasting site and all of our Twitter stuff and social media stuff. Michael Tunnell at Tux Digital has actually done all of the graphic design for the, the, the web stream, and he designed our website for us and continues to maintain that. <clears throat> and But another company that has really done an, a, a really great job at helping out the Ask Noah show was a company called Vox Telesis. And Vox Telesis is based out of Fargo, North Dakota, and they are a SIP provider, so they provide SIP service. So when we started a call-in show, they were a natural choice to, to talk to, and uh, the owner is a good friend of mine and um, enjoys the program and enjoys technology, runs his business entirely on Linux. And uh, virtualizes. I think he's actually moved to Proxmox now. <clears throat> we're going to get him on the program to talk about that. But virtualized his a, a lot of his infrastructure. And uh, I was talking to him the other day. And I said, you know, we're going out to Southeast Linux Fest. And uh, I, I, you know, you bought a lot of our broadcasting equipment, and you know, helped us get off the ground. And so we're very thankful because we wouldn't have been able to do that on our own. And um, not to ask for more, but you know, is there anything you could do for our for the for the people that are that are listening? Because you know, we include a link to their site in the show notes every week because we appreciate. The fact that we continue to be able to take phone calls because of them. And they said, yeah, we're going to put something together. So here's the deal that they have put together exclusively for the Ask Noah show. Now, we're not taking any money for this. There's no, this isn't like a sponsorship, anything like that. It's just they are, uh, well, I guess it's a sponsorship in that they paid for the equipment. But they are just a good community member that wants to give back to the community. So here's what they're giving you. They're going to give you a $25 service credit and they're going to waive all of their setup fees. So the only thing you pay is one penny per minute, one dollar per line, or one dollar per number. So you want a phone number, you pay a buck. If you don't want a phone number, you just uh, you can pay one one cent per minute to make outgoing calls. And they're gonna give you $25. So if you think about that, if you had a phone number, you could have a phone number for two years and never pay a dime. And then after that, you're paying a dollar per month for that phone number. And then you pay a dollar per line to have the account active and then uh, one cent per minute. So if you don't make any phone calls, you, that one cent per minute doesn't even apply to you. So if you're looking to get a business started, if you're looking to start your own business, you're obviously going to need a phone system. I mean, it would be great if everybody went to uh, email or Telegram or something like that, but in in this day and age, you need a phone number if you're going to start your business. And like I said, I don't believe in debt. I don't believe on taking any more risk than you absolutely have to. And the nice thing about SIP and VoIP is that you can get started with just pennies on the dollar i mean who can't if you can't aff- if you can't afford twelve dollars a year to have a, a dedicated business phone or even 24 dollars a year have a dedicated uh business phone then you probably shouldn't be starting a business i'd save up that 25 24 and then start that's twice as true if they're giving you that $25 credit, right? Because then you're a dollar ahead of the game. So huge, huge, huge thanks to Vox Telesys for, for, for putting that deal together for us. For It's only available to the, to the Ask Noah show uh, listeners. And the website to get that deal is Vox... We'll have a link in the show notes. But the website to get that deal is voxtelesis.com. Uh, and then it is slash ask Noah. So voxtelesys.com, v-o-x-t-e-l-e-s-y-s.com/slash/askNoah, and we will give you guys—they uh, will give you guys a twenty-five dollar credit, and uh, you can get started by playing with your own SIP phone service. You can, of course, run that on something like DigitalOcean, or uh, we actually use a different company because we want to be able to install the Asterisk now ISO, and uh, and so we use a different company for that. And that more of information on that is covered in our. Uh, VPS episode, which is uh, way back in the catalog, the first ten. Chris luca Michael Tenell, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate having you guys. Thanks
4: for having me. Thank having you. Here.
2: Yeah, you guys added a lot, and I, you know, I I hope that anybody out there that has an inkling to start a small business really considers doing so because I think there's a lot of benefit to be had, and I think that uh, it, there's a lot that you'll get back out of it, and. Y- at the end of the day, I'm just happier working for myself because I like owning my own future. I like owning my own destiny. And frankly, I like being in control of my own destiny. So, you know, that's pretty fun. If you like owning your own technology, why wouldn't you like owning your own job? So that's something I would highly check out. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. We have another ask Noah show coming up for you tomorrow morning at 10 AM, followed by coverage of Southeast Linux fest. And that will put us to the end of this week's episode. Did you know this show is available as a downloadable podcast? That's right. To subscribe to the feed or download the latest episode, visit podcast.asknoahshow.com. There you'll find not only the latest episode, but all of the articles and materials referenced in this episode. You can get the latest, of course, by following us on Twitter, at Ask Noah Show. The Ask Noah Show continues next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central. A huge thanks to Vox Telesys for providing our phone systems and that $25 credit. Ben, our producer, and Sarah, our call screener. This is the show may be over, but there's plenty of more content for you 24 7 at AskNoahShow.com.